Hey, what's good, Pine Tar Nation? This is your host, Gonzo, with your co-host, Ricky V. Say what's up. Hey, how's it going, everybody? On this podcast, all we do is talk about baseball. Yes, we do. We talk baseball, and we love to do it. As a matter of fact, we want you guys to join that same conversation. Uh, join us on Instagram at Pine Tar Pod, and um, be a part of what we have going on. Yeah, other than that, wherever you f- listen to our podcast, like Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever, give us a review. And leave a comment, you know, five stars if you please. Obviously, that would be best. I want to help us out, and you know, we'll do whatever you got to do to make this podcast better. Other than that, let's talk some baseball. Let's talk baseball. So, on this podcast, we have tons to talk about. Now, I think the main one, the main subject that we need to talk about, um, and there's so many main ones, I guess, is the Cardinals. The Cardinals have a, what, 16-game winning streak? Yes, they do. You know, our last recording, I said that the Cardinals were going to be holding the second wild card. Now, I am right. I predicted it correctly. But what I didn't predict, and to be honest, I don't think anybody would have predicted, was 16 wins in a row. You know, I'm looking I'm looking at these wins. You know, the majority of the wins, a lot of them, it's not because they're, yes, there's been some good pop and there's been some good pitching, right? But what the Cardinals are doing, they are playing a lot, a lot of small ball, a lot of stolen bases, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of hitting the runner over, all that kind of stuff. They're playing, how how can I put it? I don't even want to say old school baseball, but just, you know, how can I put it? 90, early 2000s baseball where, you know, when you saw somebody at first, he's most likely stealing. You saw somebody at second, let's bun him over, sacrificing. Like, that's the type of baseball the St. Louis Cardinals are playing right now. And obviously, like I said, they got contributions from, you know, Nola Renato hitting home runs. Paul Goldsmith had a two-run home, two-home run game late, especially, you know, he came in clutch. And, you know, obviously the resurgence of Adam Wainwright. I don't know. Everything is just clicking together. 16 wins in a row. You can't, that you cannot take away from anything. Kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, Moneyball A's when they went late and, you know, won those, what, 20-something games in a row. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of the things that we look at is um, they're doing it with new heads, right? There's no, there's no players. There's not really any players on the Cardinals that were there at any point where they were actually successful, right? They've been good the past couple of years, but they haven't been great. Now this year as well. I mean, if it wasn't because of the 16 games they just won, you know, they don't have 87 wins for the season, 
and they're not getting close to 90 wins for the season. But if you see some of these um, uh, statistics, you only need about 86 games to make the playoffs or something like that. And if you make if you win anywhere in the 90s, you more likely go into the playoffs. You know, so uh, they're they're about to hit 90, and uh, that 16 games helped them. Now they have contributions from guys you wouldn't even name at the beginning of the season like Edmund uh, O'Neill uh, Carlson um, you know these these guys are are guys that you didn't expect them to to become stars you you expected them to contribute but not at this level or at least not this fast right um, adding our Arnado there and you have to remember Jack Flaherty hasn't even been there he just came back so he's just in time to um, help out I don't think he starts game one of the wild card. I think you you hand that ball to Wainwright, right? Well, that was that was gonna ask you that question. Can we legit say that the Cardinals are hands down the second wild card winner? Well, there's only a handful of games left. So, with that being said, the way they've been playing, and you have to look at the team under them. And we're talking about the Phillies, I think. We're yeah, talking we about Phillies the Padres Cincinnati. don't look good. Cincinnati, they're doing okay, but I don't think they catch them up. And I don't think a 16-game, I mean, it happened. Who, who, who did that? They won a lot of games in a row. Oh, the Yankees. You know how they won so many games in a row, and then they lost a crap load. So it could happen to where they just completely fall off. But, um. I, you know, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see anybody catching them up anymore. With about seven games left, you're talking about Cincinnati. I'm just looking it up now. Cincinnati and Philadelphia, both six games back. That's not going to happen. That means St. Louis loses all of them, and Cincinnati and Philadelphia win all of them, and then they get into a tie, and they play a one-game elimination, and then they move into play the one-game elimination in the wild card, and then they move up to play, in this case, San Francisco. Right. So... Are, are St. Louis scary to the rest of the National League? Are they a scary team to play against right now? I don't think so. I don't think they're scary. But one thing that you have to keep in mind is usually the hot teams going into the playoffs do very well. Uh, the only thing that I would say is it depends on how it goes the rest of the season for them. Yes, they won 16 games already, but... It, let's say they have they have six games left, six, seven games left, right? And the next opponent is Milwaukee. Let's say they go into Milwaukee and sweep Milwaukee. Okay, now you kind of start saying, okay. I mean, even if they win two out of three, the point is they're showing dominance. And they have nothing to lose anymore. They just have to win the next two series they have and they'll be straight. They don't have anything to lose. They're not going to lose the wildcard spot. They understand that, even though they haven't clinched yet. But with with okay, let me ask you this question. This is this is more important, I think. Ready? If San Luis is playing as good as they are going into the next two series, they like I said, let's say they clinch in the first game of the series with Milwaukee, right? Let's say Cincinnati and Philadelphia lose. And that clinched it itself. Or even if Philadelphia and Cincinnati lose the next two games, and even St. Louis loses the next two games, it doesn't matter. They still clinch. Does St. Louis fall back and say, hey, 
we need to get ready for this one card one game elimination wall card game do they fall back or they say no let's push 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 for the win for we can continue staying hot that is a very interesting question because one of the things that I've always said and I said it about the White Sox was you can't, you can't stop playing the last thing you want to do yes you were playing for something right you got it the thing is you have to prepare yourself to either play the Dodgers or play San Francisco for one game. Your season's going to come down to one game. You're going to play either San Francisco, a team that doesn't seem to lose, right? And then you're going to face either most likely in my book, either Max Scherzer and that offense that's just scary all the way through. So no matter what, you're going to go through the one of the best teams in the National League, period. So I think the Cardinals obviously are going to have... The little luxury they get right there is they can line up. If they decide... See, if you, know, if you were the Cardinals, what would you do, right? You have Wainwright and you have Flattery. Or Flattery, however you say his last name. Now, you have the choice to maybe have them both available for that one game elimination. Who you start would depend on, you know, the game plan. But if you go and say, you know what, I'm going to give Wainwright the ball and when he's in trouble, here comes Flattery or vice versa, right? Because, you know, Flattery, he's just coming back from the DL or the IL and he might not have that many innings, but if he could give you three innings and then you come in and you ask Wainwright just give me another six that's the luxury that they get so I think that right now the Cardinals I don't think the Cardinals are going to slow down I think now I think they get a breather and I think it's all about the next stage the next objective and that is getting ready and have everything ready for that one game elimination Plus, it's too late in the season. If they were to have this in the back two weeks ago, be different. The fact there's only two series left, I don't think there's going to be like a, how can I put it, a letdown. Maybe some guys will get like a couple at-bats and they sit down. A couple of guys get some at-bats, but they're still going to play every day. I, I wouldn't recommend sitting everybody down, slowing down. But I think there's one guy I think they should kind of maybe rest up a little bit. It was probably uh, Yadier Molina. Obviously, he's older, right? But I think these young guys should be fine. It's all about setting the stage for that one game. Yeah, I think that's. I think, I think um, St. Louis uh, set themselves up to to be in the worst possible situation in, in life right now, because not only are they winning the second wild card spot, it doesn't matter what they do. The next two series, the one game elimination, and the next series are going to be against two best teams in baseball. Yeah, either. in baseball. Yeah. So uh, it's not a it's not an easy task, I tell you that. Well, let me put it this way: in these last sixteen games, they haven't played any team in the caliber of the Dodgers or the Giants. The closest one is Milwaukee, but they didn't even get to face Corbin Burns. 
and you know when his team is hot, his team is hot. But you know, like we said it before, that Milwaukee offense does not compare to the offense of the Giants or the Dodgers. But I will say this: the last time, if I remember, if if memory serves me right, the last time the Cardinals played the Dodgers, I believe the Dodgers won two out of three. But Adam Wainwright beat the Dodgers. So you never know. Yeah, and you know, it's it's Wainwright, right? He knows how to pitch. I think that's the most important thing is that having I, I think Wainwright starts. I don't think Jack Larry starts. I think I think so too. But like I said, you just you never know. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you never know. Like maybe Flattery's too young to be able to come in out of the bullpen during the game. And Wainwright been here for so long that he'll be able to handle it. Maybe some scenario like that. I don't know. I, I I really don't think it has anything to do with who handles what better. I think it has everything to do with with you know who who's better fit to start. And I think Wainwright is a better fit to start. Even if he gets in trouble in the second inning, that's when you bring in somebody like Flattery right away. Because Flattery, at the end of the day, um, he's been one of the better pitchers this season. And, you know, it's it's about his fastball and commanding his fastball. So if he can just do that, I think he'll be okay. I mean, then again, like you said, it's it's do or die either way. You know, your job is to get to the Giants in this case. And I think that's the best case scenario for them. And uh, it's it's a tough one. But I, I'm looking at it, and, and like you said, you mentioned how they haven't played anybody of that caliber. And did you know the San Luis Cardinals have a losing record against um, – teams with a more more than a five um 500 winning percentage i do not know not on top of my head i do not know no i'm telling you they, they oh. don't oh they asked me <laughs> yeah they're 33 and 38 against winning teams yeah that's not good because that's all so, you play that's all you play yeah. come play on that's all you play yeah and then you know their their splits between home and away are pretty similar and their away splits are better than than home so you know that gives them an advantage because obviously they're not they don't have home field advantage so they're gonna have to travel and in this case if they play dodgers dodgers have one of the best home home winning percentages of in all of baseball so and uh, like i said most likely they're also going to go up against max scherzer that's pitching phenomenal at dodger stadium yeah and that's gonna be a tall task right there most likely if not the front runner for the Cy Young, but it's it's gonna be a very very tall task. Okay, so we kind of we're talking about this like if it's gonna happen, and I think we agree that this is gonna happen. I think um, so. I so, think so another one thing I want to talk about: we talked about positives, now we're gonna talk about negatives. Negatives. The Padres, they're about to have a losing record. Can I say the biggest disappointment of 2021? You know what? Give me a second. Let me look at something and I'll tie. Well, no, that's not the biggest disappointment. I wouldn't say biggest because I have the Minnesota Twins almost up there too. Yes, but all the hype from everybody and their mama talking about the Padres this, the Padres that. Yeah. The, the Twins didn't have for the that. Hype, for the hype, yes. For the hype, yes. I don't know. It's... um. It is, it is it is very it is very disappointing. It, okay, if you remember the beginning of the year, right when they were hot and it was three team race and 
when the Dodgers and the Padres would get together, it, it, it felt like playoff atmosphere. It was fun. Now it's like, now it's like it's all dead. Like nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Well, the Padres get a chance to play um, killer when they play the Dodgers this upcoming series on Tuesday. Yes. So, you know, they'll be playing for that. But talking about San Diego and how bad they're doing, um, what do you think about the altercation they had between Machado and Tatis? Well, um, um, well, for people that don't know, I mean, you should know if you follow baseball, but people that don't know that uh, what happened between the Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr., well, I guess Fernando Tatis was not happy about some plays, about no, no some some calls, some strike calls, and he ended up striking out, and he's arguing with the umpire. Now, at this point, you know, the, the, the Padres are fighting for their life, right? They're trying to stay alive. And he's over there arguing strikes. Now, the umpire, I think, was a little lenient on Tatis Jr. Because I think he could have been kicked out. Not only that, his um, captain also went out there. and But he's the one that got ejected. The manager got injected. So, the manager did what he was supposed to do, right? Protect his player. But the problem is Machado is angry at Tatis for even arguing in the first place. I think Machado's thing is, why are you arguing? And, you know, maybe you would have got ejected. Now you are not playing for the rest of the game. That means your bat is not in the lineup anymore. And you can make a difference. I think that was the whole point of Machado, right? Was like, hey, think about the team, not just your one at bat. And I think, to me, I liked it. Yes, Tatis is a superstar. Yes, everybody knows who Tatis is. Most likely, he might win the MVP. Who knows? But sometimes, just because your numbers say you're good, doesn't mean you always make the right decisions. And I think Machado needs to let him know that the Padres are trying to make it to the playoffs, not Tatis Jr. is trying to make it to the playoffs. So yeah, and I, I kind of found it. Yeah, I, to I me, kind of, kudos got, to Machado. Yeah, I, I, the thing I found kind of interesting was that Machado was never thought of as the guy that would be a. Well, he was always a, I guess you could say, troublemaker, according to sources, right? Right. Um, so by him stepping up this way, you, it just shows maturity, and I think um, Machado understood that. Like, like you said, Tatis is needed. Not just for, like you said, that one at-bat, but for the rest of the game. Especially how they were fighting for the lives, like you said. And and I think Tatis' side was also about the frustration about not being able to make the playoffs and understanding that they were falling behind a little at a time and they just weren't playing the, the type of baseball that they expected to play as a team. Right. And so I think it's a little bit of both, and I think I think like you said Machado did the right thing, and I, I think it works. Maybe maybe not the way they did it, and on the media, you know, on TV, but you know, I, I think I think it was it was good. I think it was good for all of them. I, I, there's a story about Will Myers, um, and I'm gonna butcher this story. I already know, but I guess uh, Will Myers used to play. He used to play for Tampa, right? Right, that's where he got traded from to San Diego. Yeah, and he was one of the top prospects, and 
and he used to go into the uh, baseball field, you know, thinking he was the best. And, and that's fine. You could have the mentality of being the best, right? But I guess he would want to sit out for having a bruise on his toe or something. And, you know, he would always ask for days off because, you know, he didn't feel like he needed to be on the field because he wanted to, you know, nurse an injury or whatever. And I guess I don't remember exactly the player that called him out on it and said, hey, you need to go out there. You know, you need to stop being a little, little bitch. Know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and he he kind of realized that, that, you know, he shouldn't be that way because it's not just about him. So, and, and also he's with the Padres, right? So, <laughs> they all kind of tie into each other. So, uh, but since we're in the negatives here, uh, the Mets fell off, right? And every other team under them, they were meant to fall off. Washington, Miami. The Cubs, Colorado, Arizona, Pittsburgh. Just the Mets and San Diego fell off. Philadelphia and Cincinnati are sticking in there, but Cincinnati's pretty much out. The yeah, only I... other team... No, go ahead. The only other team is the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, as interesting as the Giants and Dodgers um, back and forth is... I think this one's a little bit more interesting. Why? Because the Phillies have a chance to win the division. Now, it's going to be a hard task to, to, to accomplish, but they still have a chance. Yes. So, honestly, you know, I, I, I before we transition over there, um, I think the wild card is set. And either Dodgers or Giants are getting first. I think St. Louis, has, hands down, has the second wild card spot. Cincinnati, Philadelphia, San Diego, New York Mets, Colorado, Chicago Cubs, Miami, Washington, Pittsburgh, Arizona. They are pretty much all eliminated from any to play for anything. To be honest, they are eliminated. Even though Cincinnati, Philadelphia, for the wild card, are one game back. Sorry, sorry, one game from being eliminated. That means you have to go undefeated for the rest of the season. That's not gonna happen. Well, now not only undefeated, the team that you're trying to catch has to lose every game. Yes. Too. So that yeah. that is not going to happen. Now, let's go back to what you were talking about, which is the National League East, which is very interesting. Now, Atlanta. Wait, 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 wait. We're gonna go to the East, but something just came up, and I said, you know what? Let me let me ask you this question before we move to the East. Okay. Because it, it pertains to St. Louis. St. Louis has nothing to play for anymore, right? We, we, there's no reason for them to go on a 24-game winning streak. Like, they don't need to anymore in order to make the playoffs for the wild card because that's the only thing they can do. They can't catch Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Milwaukee clinched today. Right. Right? St. Louis is playing Milwaukee this next series. Okay. Does Milwaukee, for the rest of the season take it easy on their pitchers and their hitters. Milwaukee made the playoffs already. They won the division. Yes. So what does Milwaukee do in this situation? They got St. Louis and they got the Dodgers for the rest of the season. Um, How does that change things, Milwaukee, in this scenario? I think I think first and foremost, Corbin Burns is going to want to go out there and earn that Cy Young. Right? He wants to fight for it. If you take away innings away from him, that's not going to solidify any kind of case for him because he's already 
in the minimum amount of innings for a Cy Young, right? He, he, compared to the other contenders, they have like 25 more innings than him. Like, you don't want to take away innings. So I think Corey Byrne goes out there and does his thing. But, same thing. He is going to be lined up to be your number one guy against whoever it is in the first round of the playoffs in the division, right? So that's all that's going to happen is that he's going to be lined up. Boom, that's it. If he has one more star in him, then he has one more star in him, and that's it. At the end of the day, if if he comes out there and pitches a, a gem, and then, you know, after that, you just let the voters do what they got to do, and it's out of your control. You had your season. Now it's playoff time. I think that's I think that's what you know. You have your big three there, and you need your th- big three to pitch in the first three games. Line them up, make sure everybody's good, especially Peralta, especially with him being hurt, kind of off and on towards the end of the year. Make sure everybody's good, stay healthy. Make sure your key guys, especially like Yelich, you know, make sure everybody's good. Line it up. And if you get swept by the Cardinals at that point, then it is what it is. Okay, so another question pertaining to Milwaukee Brewers. You go into the last series against the Dodgers. You can't throw Burns. You can't throw your top pitchers against the Dodgers, right? Not right before the playoffs. But It's not like they're playing first round. Yeah, but still, do you want them to see your top three guys? Knowing that you made the playoffs, that's what I, that's why I'm trying to focus on Milwaukee here. Okay. Because the Dodgers do, because they still have something to fight for. Right. You, you, Milwaukee will see Scherzer, or if it lines up that way. But I'm saying, Milwaukee has nothing to prove anymore. They won their division. Okay. Well, if that's the case, well then, the Dodgers should take advantage of it, right? <laughs> well, yeah. But I'm saying, I'm saying, does that affect anything if, if Milwaukee decides to say, hey? I no. think I think the only thing that would affect is Corbin Burns again going for that Cy Young. If they're not going to the wild card, if I remember correctly, I think if he pitches Friday, he would be lined up perfectly to pitch game one. Because National League always goes second. So because on Tuesday, October fourth. Is wild card day. So he'll be lined up. So if anything, he might go out there and pitch that Friday, which would be his last start. And now if you choose to let him go seven, eight innings, well then hey, if you go out there and let him just do five and then he'll be ready one hundred percent, then that's what you do. I don't I don't see a problem with it. Because the last thing you want is for them to have all you can do, all a team can do is be ready a hundred percent and then the the ball goes where it goes. I'm gonna bust the Machado really quick. It's not about Corbin Burns and his side young award. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how does that Milwaukee's not what I'm talking about. Forget Milwaukee. I'm talking about how does that affect the teams that he's playing, they're playing. As much as, as much as, uh, I think, I think at this point, the whole Milwaukee St. Louis series, I think they're just, even if like St. Louis wins two out of three, it really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the Brewers won, won the central. 
they're not going to see each other again because unless they both make it to the championship series. I, I think they're both in the same boat. They're going to go out there. They're going to play their games according to what they need to do. And then I say, if they win, they win. They lose, they lose. I, I, I think it's meaningless at this point. Um, Like I said, the only meaningful thing could happen for Milwaukee is Corbin Burns solidify himself to be the Sion winner. That is it. Okay. All right. Well, we can move on to the East now then. Uh, you had you had started saying something about right. it, so go ahead. Um, okay, so as of right now, as we speak, Atlanta is two and a half games in front of Philadelphia. This is interesting because the next series is Atlanta versus Philadelphia. They're going to play three games. Honestly, if Atlanta wins this series, two out of three, Atlanta officially has won the American League East. In order for Philadelphia to really make a push, let's just say they win two out of three, right? Let's say they win the first game, they'll go down to one and a half. They win the second game, they'll go down to half a game. They win the third game, they'll be up half a game. But if they lose one, they'll go back down to one and a half. That's technically two games. Because you got to win two and they got to lose two in order to jump. So Philadelphia has no choice. If they want to make it to the playoffs, they have no choice but to sweep those Braves. They have to. Okay, I got a fact here that might help Philadelphia fans and the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, the Braves are, to me, a superior team. I think the Braves are a better team. But, but, there's a big but here. Philadelphia's record away from, <laughs> this is a weird thing, right? Away from Philadelphia is 34-41. and 41. Horrible, oh. right? Guess where they're playing? In Atlanta. So they're playing away. Atlanta's record at home is 37 and 37. So all their wins, Philadelphia gets them at home and Atlanta gets them away. What? So in other words, in other words, Braves do not win at home. They don't. Out of the 83 wins, 37 are at home. I think that well, gives Phillies a little bit of a, a little bit of hope. Well, I'm looking at it right now, right? You got Zach Wheeler and Charlie Morton on Tuesday. That's a pretty good matchup. Then you add Nola and Freed on Wednesday. That's a pretty good matchup. And you got Gibson and Anderson. So pretty much. Your top three versus my top three. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, and and that it's crazy. You know damn well they lined that up. Oh yeah, you know they damn well to. they were ready. They had yeah. to. They had to. So, so yeah, each and team is set to play their best baseball in this year. As a matter of fact, I'm actually looking forward to watch this series because this is probably the going to be the most intense. Especially, hear me out. Especially if Philadelphia wins the first game. If Philadelphia wins the first game. It is, it is Braves fans are going to start sweating pretty much. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of sweating. 
But yeah, other, other than, you know, because they can't win, they can't win the, the wild card anymore. No. So pretty much, it's either you win the division or you're eliminated. Yep. Thanks to the Cardinals. Thanks winning to the Cardinals games. winning 16 yeah. games in a row, which mm-hmm. nobody's saying they're going to stop. So. Yep. But yeah, other than that, um, what do you think about these Giants that don't lose? Um, honestly, my honest opinion, um, I think we talked about this before. I'm a Dodger fan, right? You're a Dodger fan. Um, but mentally, I'm actually ready to play the wild card game, right? <laughs> I think you have to. You have to. There, there's so no – you can't be angry at a team like the Giants for winning the division the way they did, right? So you have to be mentally ready for the wild card game. Now, is there a chance for them to – to make it into uh, and win the division for the Dodgers, yes, there's still a chance. But San Francisco has Arizona coming up. And San Francisco, for some reason, has been playing every team the Dodgers play. And for some reason, the teams like Colorado, and in this case, Arizona, those teams pitch their best pitchers against the Dodgers. And now San Francisco gets the, the pitchers that are not so great. So... San Francisco's getting a, 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 a good hand out here. Right. And um, I, I mean, but then it's not about that. It's The Giants are doing a good job, and, and you got to give them props. And, and you know, that's actually something I kind of wanted to bring up. And, yes, it's because the Dodgers are in second place. That's the reason why it came up, because I thought about it, because I am a Dodger fan. Is the fact that how can a team that wins 100 games, over 100 games, is – one of the top teams in baseball, in all of baseball. And hear me out. How is it that they're going to play a one-game elimination? And if they lose that game, which is baseball, which it could happen, nobody says the Dodgers are guaranteed to win a one-game elimination. There's nothing that says that. They could play the Cubs, and they can lose a game, right? What I'm saying is, how can a team that wins that many games... How are they eliminated in a one-game elimination? So, in other words, what I'm trying to say, like in basketball, you keep your divisions, but you cluster everyone up. Therefore, you actually get the best team to win the World Series. A one-game elimination does not demonstrate the best team in all of baseball. Because you have to remember, in baseball, you play 162 games. What they do during the season is a grind. And if you're managing to win 100-something games and get eliminated by a team that wins 85 games just by one game, which, like I said, it's possible. Now, it has happened. You know, no, and it's not It's not about has it happened or, or is it possible. It's, it's baseball. Just if you understand what baseball is, you understand that it doesn't matter about your record. But grinding so hard... And winning so many games and demonstrating that you are one of the better teams in all of baseball. Let me get, let me tell you like this: the Braves are going to win their East with less than 90 games, right? You're going to have San Francisco and the Dodgers being the only teams in the National League that win 100 games, and yet you're going to tell me that they're not deserving. Both of those teams are not deserving of being able to go into a full series, not just the one-game elimination? 
Well, I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that's just the way they are. No, for sure. I mean, that well, obviously. I mean, it's not like this happens all the time. This is the first time that it's happened where two teams are literally the best teams in baseball. And they just both happen to be in the same division. But, I mean, I, I don't know if people forgot, but the CBA is coming up as well. And things like this are all going to be brought up. Now, I, I don't know if we had the discussion, you know, on the podcast or not. But I think, I, I don't remember if it was you or somebody else um, that I've talked to about the standings. And one of them was, I think the whole, the bracket should be changed in a way where I think it should just be American League, National League. And the schedule should be accordingly, Right. I think, obviously, I'm not a guy that makes up the schedule. But you do have your divisions. And, you know, you're traveling and you're playing everybody in the National League. Let the best team win. So, as of right now, if you look at it, if eight teams make it, you would have San Francisco. You would have the Dodgers. You would have Milwaukee. You would have St. Louis. That's four, right? And those are pretty much the four teams that are are, are going for it. And then you have Atlanta at number five. Then this is where it kind of gets tricky because you would have St. Louis. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Philadelphia and Cincinnati at, you know, six and seven. And your number eight, do you know who your number eight will be? The New York Mets. Under 500. Yeah. Well, you now, don't need eight. Well, right, right. I'm just going off what, what, what basketball has. But uh, that means San Francisco will be playing the Mets for a, a three-game series. It is baseball. Anything can happen. But unfortunately, how it is now... One of the best teams in baseball is going to go down to the wire for one game. That's not including. People may forget. But if the Dodgers and the Giants end up with the same record, they're going to play a game 163. Yeah. Then whoever wins, wins the division. And then the next day, they play a wild card game. So let's just two two different scenarios on this one. You got the Giants. Since the Giants beat the Dodgers 10 to 9, they get to host the game number 163. That means the Dodgers will have to fly up to San Francisco, which is not even that long of a flight, but at the end of the day, you're still flying. Play that game. If the Dodgers happen to lose, since they have a better record, they will come down back to LA the next day. Or that same night, I'm not really sure. San Luis is already going to be there. Play the wild card game, and if they win, two days later they're playing in 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 uh, the first division round, and already your first two top pitchers wasted. Obviously, it could happen vice versa. San, uh, the Giants, same thing. You play one game 63. If you lose, you don't fly. 
but you stay in San Francisco, and if you happen to win, then you fly down to LA. No, you actually stay in San Francisco because they'll be the second place team. And but you already wasted your first two pitchers. But I do honestly, I'm a big fan of this whole one game elimination. I've, I, since it came out, I've always been a big fan because I think it's fun. One game, that's it. But I think uh, I think it yeah, is time for I a don't change. Mind it. Yeah, I, I don't have... mind the one game elimination. My thing is, it's not about the one game elimination. It's about why is it that a team that has a hundred wins in a one game elimination? Okay, so how about this? Let me give you. I'm gonna give you one before we we jump over to other subjects. Um, you need four teams to make the playoffs, right? So instead of having just one game elimination from each side, what if you have two eliminations in the same side? So your the first three are safe. Your number four and five fight for elimination. And your number six and seven fight for elimination. Would that be fair of some sort? I'm confused, honestly. Yeah, me too. The point is, yeah. most likely they're going to look into it in CBA this offseason. Uh, imagine imagine a team like the Dodgers, right? Because in this case, this is what's happening, right, with the Dodgers. They are, they are one of the best teams in baseball. Record-wise, um, stat-wise, um, and... They have to play this one game elimination without any ties. Now, look, think about if you're an owner. Think about if you're one of them. How are you okay with this happening? You you invest so much. You, you, you hire the right people to get you the right team to win 100 games. You win 100 games? How is in the world are you not playing the series? How? And yes, maybe this doesn't happen too often. But it shouldn't get to the point after playing baseball for over a hundred years, like it should not get to the point where this is still ha- things like this are still happening. I don't think that's good for baseball. I don't think that's good for anything. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like how can you argue though now, right? No, no, no. That's yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's something you bring up like at the beginning yeah, yeah. of the season. No, for sure. And, but and I, I mean, and unless a situation like this comes up, you can't really argue it because then you don't understand it. And in this situation, you get to understand that side of it. Right. I mean, I think, I, I think, like you said it in the beginning, was like, I think we just, everybody just needs to face the facts that one of these teams is going to play for one game. Imagine, imagine. Let's switch it to the Giants because, remember, I think we talked about it and I said the Dodgers are going to play the one, one game elimination. But let's say the Dodgers catch up, they tie it, they play the one game. San Francisco loses, and the point is San Francisco becomes the one-game elimination guy. And then they lose. And then they get eliminated. <laughs> like, how does that even make sense? A team that's been doing so good so all year, and then they play one game that in baseball has no guarantees for anybody. You could be – San Francisco play the Pirates. Like, you have to understand that. In one game, anything could happen. In a series, it shows who the better team is. Yes. But in a one game, no, not you cannot eliminate a team like the Giants or the Dodgers in one game 
and you can't say that's right. How are you going to tell me that that's okay to eliminate one of these two tyrants this year just in one game and say that's okay? No. Well, I mean, no. Nope. It's. I mean, good thing that the St. Louis Cardinals won 16 in a row, so it doesn't feel as bad, right? Okay, St. Louis is playing good baseball, so if they get eliminated by them, then okay, that's a little better, but no. They should be playing a series. Well, I mean, at this point, that's what's just going to happen. Yeah. And all you kind of hope for is that the these two teams do face each other in the division division round, right? Yes. Because if I had money, and I'll bet this money, I will put money that these two teams are going to face each other in the division round. Obviously, with the wild right. card winner being one pitcher short. All right, ready? Start. Ready? Yep. Since the episode is going to come to a close fairly soon, um, and we haven't really touched anything in the American League, which we should have, but, you know, there's so much there's so much things going on in the National League and, and, the, and the American League, but I think we just need to focus on one to get all the information out. So uh, with that being said, let's stick to the National League, and I'm just going to give you a quick run-through, and I need you to give me your predictions quick. Okay. Ready? Dodgers versus St. Louis, game one. Scherzer versus Wainwright. Who wins? Dodgers. Um, you got Milwaukee versus Atlanta Braves. I mean, who? I'm tripping. Yeah, Milwaukee versus the Braves. Who wins? Hold on. Who wins? And what is the um, breakdown in the win to loss? Okay. This is guessing, but uh, I'm assuming that Burns versus Freed, game one. I'm going to give it to the Brewers. Game two, Charlie Morton versus Woodruff. I'm going to give it to the Braves. Game three, Anderson versus Peralta. I'm going to give it to Anderson and the Braves, not because of Anderson. I think it's going to be, you know, come down to the to the late innings, low scoring game. Uh, game four. Um, at this point, uh, Corbin Burns is coming back, but I think the Braves edge it out, win three one. Ooh. Well, you know what? I just thought of something. After you predicted, I'm going to give you my prediction. So I'm going to go back really quick and say the Dodgers as well, beating St. Louis. How can you bet against Scherzer? In this one, I'm not going to go through every pitcher. I'm just going to tell you. Um, I think Milwaukee sweeps. Stanio. And uh, the next one is San Francisco versus the Dodgers. In this case, since we got the Dodgers to win the, the wild card. So, uh, San Francisco versus Dodgers. Tell me your prediction and your your wins to loss. Um, four games to two Dodgers. Four games to two. Jesus. Um, I'm going to say, is this is a five game? Right? No, this is a seven game already. Wait. No, division run, right? Oh, yeah, yeah five, five game. Oh, my bad. Three games to two. No. Three games to one. Okay. Um, I'm going to say game five, Dodgers edge it out. Game five. Damn, it's going to come down to one game. 
Yeah, I think so. That would pretty badass. I, think, yeah, I will call off work crazy. That would be crazy. Um, so then we got, um, in this case, you got Braves winning and the Dodgers winning. So who wins Dodgers-Braves? Uh, Dodgers win four games to one. Four games to one. Okay. In this case, I got the Dodgers and I got Milwaukee. And in this one, um, I say Dodgers win game six. So 4-2. Yeah, 4-2. So pretty much we're still sticking to our original. That Dodgers are going back to the World Series. Yeah, I think I think they have a really good shot. I think you like I said, if they didn't have okay, let's go back, right? The trade of Scherzer and Trey Turner was epic. Yes, that to me is the game changer. Yeah, if it and, weren't for it weren't for Scherzer, I don't know. It's very different. That's what I'm saying. And you know, they're still gonna win a wild card spot. The Giants and Dodgers were gonna win a wild card spot, regardless. But we, I mean, I don't know if Andrew Friedman is a genius like that and said, hey, you know, the Giants are going to continue winning. We're not going to win the division, so we're going to need a one guy, elimination guy. And I know they have Walker Buehler there, and I think he's going to do great things, but you cannot bet against Scherzer. I'm sorry, but you can't. You can't. And it don't matter if you're playing against the Brewers and Corbin. I don't care if you're pitching against the Yankees and, and Cole. It's At the end of the day, it's Scherzer. So, to bet against him, it, it wouldn't make sense. And yes, you know, St. Louis might have that that grind right now. But at the end of the day, somebody like Scherzer could just stop that grind completely. And he's been there, done that. So, it's hard to bet. Okay, after you pass that one-game elimination wildcard with Scherzer, which you can't bet against, then after that, the team as a whole becomes who they are. And the Dodgers, to me, still are the best team in baseball, stat-wise. They might not have the better record than the Giants, but stat-wise, I think the Dodgers still a better team. And I already, I already, uh, I already made peace with the Giants winning the division, even though there's still a chance. Well, I mean, as of right now, the Dodgers played three games against the Padres and three games against Milwaukee. The Giants played three games with Arizona. And then three games against the Padres to finish it off. All right, let me ask you a question because I really don't know this answer. Who do the Padres have lined up for the rest of the season pitching-wise? What pitchers do they have? <laughs> they have Darvish. Darvish is back. They Darvish have, uh, might be Musgrove. their best shot. They have Musgrove. They but have... The, thing, the thing is they the Giants already beat Musgrove. That's fine, though, but at least it's but a better it. pitcher than a bullpen game. I'll tell you that. But that's it. It's either... Darvish does something great, and then you have Musgrove Okay, but is he pitching great. against the Dodgers or is he pitching against the Giants? That's my question. Uh, I think Musgrove just pitched last night, so he most likely he will be pitching. I think Darvish might pitch against the Dodgers, to be honest. Well, that'll be interesting. That will be interesting. That's going to change a lot. And if the Giants continue to get um, that luck of getting the bullpen games and stuff, even though the Giants are doing that themselves, you know, um, then they win the division and they got to get ready. But it is what it is. Um, we uh, we have entered the ninth. At this moment, we are at the bottom of the ninth. We're up by one, hanging on. And uh, it's time to bring in our righty, our closer. Take it away. All right. As everybody knows, 
is the closing of show. And at this point, we pick a player, a former MLB player, to represent Pine Star Nation on Instagram for episode 29. That means we'll be looking for somebody that wore uniform number 29. Now, at this point, um, I would like to give an honorable mention. I usually don't give them unless the, the player is very, very well known. Uh, but at this point, he very is. And this player is John Smoltz. Obviously, everybody knows him from the 90s Braves, World Series winner, and obviously, you know, won a bunch of games and was a closer. But the person that I picked to represent Pine Tar Nation for episode 29 is number 29, Rod Carew. At the end of the day, Hall of Fame second baseman, first baseman. Everybody thinks that he was born to hit. Uh, he played for the Twins and the California Angels. 19 years of MLB. Run Rookie of the Year. Seven American League batting titles. Batting titles. And an MVP in 1977. He, en- he ended his career with 3,053 hits. And a 328 lifetime batting average. And his jersey is retired by the Twins and the Angels. So if you ever go to Minnesota or Anaheim, you will see number 29 out there. Just remember that is Rod Carew. Other than that, thank you very much, Rod Carew, for representing Pine Tarnation for episode 29. Other than that, see you guys next week.